it's the Creator Spaces show. Luno, Mr. Da Vinci, you are, for those who don't know, the producer and engineer for this show, but you also do a lot of other things. And when I asked you one time, are you a creator? You answered yes. So I'm going to ask you again, are you a creator? <laughs> yes, I am a creator. And what There's does being a creator mean to you? Being a creator to me is making something from nothing, using what I have to create something that no other person could think of i really enjoy that that last piece right there that no other person can think of what do you create so i'm basically a music composer and i also write lyrics i occasionally rap but i still don't want to delve into that too much i want to focus on the music production part but for me it's always been about music 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 yet you're working on a podcast with us here now i see the connection with audio engineering how has your work in music allowed you to move outside of that medium more effectively so i can say that first and foremost anything auditory really entices me and so i didn't want to limit myself to music but how i really got started into podcast production was when i finished high school i really wanted to delve into music but i realized that it's going to be hard for me to monetize it from the get-go. And so I had to think about how I'm going to pay the bills doing what I love. And so I try to see how much I could do with my music skills and auditory skills altogether. And as I honed my craft, I realized that there's a whole world of stuff to do with the skills that I have. And so I delved into podcast production. And the best way that I have noticed for myself to learn is through exposure. And so I just started listening to a lot of podcasts. And the more I execute on the podcasting, the more I refine the workflow as much. Which one's easier? Between podcast production and music. Yeah. I consider music more enjoyable podcast production is more direct because you already have something to work from but with music you just have to start from nothing basically yeah yeah from silence and so it's intimidating in the first few minutes i can say but it's fun How are you building up your audience now, if you are building an audience for your music? At the moment, I'm really not focused on building my audience. I'm just trying to build my business because I believe that once I get the business to a point where it can fund my music career, then I can really put the focus that I want to put on building my audience. Like it a lot. Yeah. You're a producer of all sorts of audio. Is that the main gig? Is that how you pay the bills right now? Yes. I'm basically a digital nomad at this point. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you get started on this journey in the digital economy? And where are you at on it? What's the next step for you? I started with focusing on producing music and engineering for local musicians and local clients. And with time, I realized that it wasn't as lucrative as I thought it was going to be because the rates are lower here as compared to the digital market where you deal with international clients. And so I just decided to take a leap of faith. And the first thing I did was create an Upwork account and also create an account on this platform called Soundbetter. Once I got into Upwork, I saw some job investment 
invitations for podcast production. And that's when I decided to give it a go and just send a bunch of applications and 10 podcasts. And in the first week, I got two jobs, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't actually know what I was going to do. So the challenge was like, you're going to war. You've been given a gun, but you don't know how to use it at all. So that was the thing with podcast production. And so I had to figure out how I'm going to edit this podcast in about three hours. It was about 1 a.m. So I had to send it by 4 a.m. So I had to figure that all out in three hours. <laughs> Somehow I got it done. And I just told myself, if I can get this done in three hours and make something out of this, then I believe I can really dive into the podcasting world. And that's how I continued for a bit. But then the job slowed down in Upwork. And then after a month or two is when you approached me on LinkedIn. And now here we are producing a podcast together. Yeah. And I'm a... I'm a big fan of this because I think too many people skip over the platforms, the marketplaces when they're trying to monetize. And that, at least to me, is a key step because if you can make money on something like Upwork, you can make money anywhere on the internet because that's one of the most competitive markets that you can possibly be in. There's almost no ability to position yourself, very little ability to differentiate yourself, and you're competing against another thousand people who are trying to undercut you in the pricing. I'm really interested in what success looks like for you in this because you mentioned that you want to build up this business to the size where it can fund your music career. And I know of the team members that I work with, you have probably the most professional presence in terms of keeping a separate work email and keeping everything work-related in one place and everything else in another place. So what sort of success look like on this journey to building up foundation for yourself as a business? So I believe success in this business is going to be when it reaches a point where my presence is not needed and everything still flows like clockwork, which is going to take a lot of time right now because I'm a one man army. But I know once I get everything done, the automations, the workflow, it's going to be easier to train people to learn how to do what I do. And once I get there, I can focus on my music without stressing about anything else. Awesome. We've talked a little bit offline about the idea of a modern industrialist. And you really encapsulate this idea because a modern industrialist is somebody who takes their geographic location and the physical world around them and then uses those advantages to build for themselves a base and a business in the digital world, then takes the profits from the digital world and reinvests them into the physical around themselves so that they can reap even more rewards from the unique advantages that their location provides. I feel like you really are practicing this. I'm interested. What do you think the biggest advantage of your current location are? I'm just the type of person who's going to see what is missing and just copy paste ideas. So what I mean by that is, for example, this Sound Better platform gives musicians the ability to network and offer music production and audio engineering services at their own prices. 
And so the thing that went through my mind at first was, how can I just duplicate this business model that Soundbetter is using and apply it here where I am? That's just how I get to grow my business is through the exposure, seeing what other people are doing out there and seeing if it's being applied where I am. And if it's not, I'm going to be the one to initiate it. You can figure out how to do it. You can just build a team around you or get the necessary information to do, then get it started. But it's not easy. What's your current goal in the music side of things? Are you working on anything right now? Got any? Yeah, that's that's a perfect question, Michael. What I'm focusing on is polishing my music production workflow because I want to get it to a point where I don't need to depend on inspiration or motivation to start and complete a project. I just want to be able to have the discipline to do what needs to be done to start and finish a project because I believe once I get my output to a level where I can at least finish two compositions per month, I'm going to be at a better place to land a hit or get an easy your time building an audience because I'm going to have more content. So you're using a term and I want to dig in on it. Workflow. What do you mean when you say workflow? First off, alongside that, how does that sort of workflow differ between podcasting and music? When it comes to the workflow of creating something from scratch, it's a little bit different from a podcasting workflow because it's going to be easier to come up with a workflow in the first place because just as I said before, you have something to start. But now when it comes to the creative side, for example, create a melody, I need to have a system where I can churn out melodies quickly. I need to have a systematic methods where I go about all of this so that I can create something quickly. And then once I get something rolling, it's going to be easier to do the less fun task that I mentioned earlier to just finish the project. And so when it comes to workflow, I'm a big believer of it because without it, I tried it just diving into projects with no plan and things didn't go well. And so I just had to learn the hard way. And now here I am polishing workflows and doing all the boring stuff. I don't think we've ever talked about this, but I've spent a lot of time on workflows over the years. It's a big part of the consulting I do for other podcasting companies. I'm really interested in this when it comes to music because I always think of music as like an entirely creative thing, something that can't be constrained into workflows. How does that work? Yeah. So when I was starting out, I figured it was going to be the same thing that you just need to have inspiration, go into a room, play stuff. And by the time you get out of that room, you have a song. I had to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried to make a couple of compositions. Nothing really sounded good. Nothing was complete. And I'm really not a fan of it. I'd rather finish a bad project than leave a good project hanging. So that was the first challenge. What I had to figure out is how can I take this project from point A to point B in the shortest amount of time while trying to have as much fun as I possibly can, but still get it 100% complete. And now that's how I just had to reverse engineer other people's projects and other people's workflow. So what you would find me doing mostly on YouTube is just watching deconstructed video. I was just fascinated with how long did it take you to make this project and how did you go about doing it in such a short time? Oh my gosh. Yeah. How do you hack making such amazing stuff in short times? And that's how I just started creating this workflow stuff, which I still haven't seen anybody here around me do it because every time my friend comes to my room and sees a document when I produce, sees, bro, this is music. We're not doing accounting here. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't make sense to him. If you could send a tweet back to your start, what would it be? 
What I would say is only focus on what you can control and let God handle the rest. Focus on the thing that I know I have full control over, which, for example, is my physical well-being, my work ethic, and my mindset, and let the other things be. Not try to force any outcome of any event, but make sure that I give at least 100% of my effort. At least 100%. I like that attitude. 